Thank you for listening to the only podcast dedicated to the business of pharmacy. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Show. You can find all of our episodes at pharmacypodcast.com. You know, I love walking into creation and seeing the undulation of the landscape. You know, pharmacy practice, it's no different. You and I have seen the ups and downs for sure of pharmacy practice. And now there is this push towards this one word, and that's quality. But you know, you and I as community pharmacists can make an incredible difference in the lives of our patients. Whereas there are entities in the larger cities that have great programs to be able to help patients improve their outcomes, specifically with chronic disease. You know, they cannot always reach the rural areas. Whereas you and I many times are in the smallest arteries of America and there may not always be a red light, but there's almost always a community pharmacy. And so you can make an incredible impact in the lives of your patients. You know, at the end of this, I want you to know, I want you to feel how you can make an impact, not only with your patients living with chronic disease, such as diabetes, hypertension, and others, but I want you to also know that you can not just survive, but you can thrive in today's landscape. That was David Pope about Rethink Pharmacy, which is a continuing education course offered by the NCPA. David Pope is the founder of The Creative Pharmacist, and he has a YouTube video you can find if you put in Rethink Pharmacy. Go to YouTube and put that in, but what an inspiring message. Um, As pharmacy um, owners, leaders, providers, and uh, today's podcast with Ron Lanton and Kurt Proctor, talking about the place of pharmacy and how it's improving, how the silo walls of healthcare are coming down to ensure that pharmacy is right there at the table and has to be in order to complete patient care, true patient care. So let's listen to Ron Lanton and Kirk Proctor. Welcome to Health Policy Checkup. I'm Ron Lanton, president of True North Political Solutions. And with me, we have Kirk Proctor, who is the senior vice president of strategic initiatives. Good afternoon, Kurt. Good afternoon, Ron. How are you? I'm doing great, and I'm glad you were able to make it down for the show. Sure. So we just uh, wrapped up, or at least we're, we're starting to wrap up the NCPA conference. Any highlights that stuck out to you? Yeah, I think it's been a great meeting. We've um, really focused on where pharmacy's going. Uh, there's clearly a lot of current issues in today's marketplace that uh, pharmacists are, are focused on and um, trying to help build their business and business build their profitability. But what what I was most excited about was a lot of the discussion focused around where where pharmacy is heading and what this new trend towards value means and quality and and how that's going to impact their practice going forward. I remember hearing that and I can't really think of a better place when you talk about value in healthcare where else not to get it but a pharmacy. Right. So No, I think that's right. You know, uh, patients see their pharmacists probably about 35 times a year on average versus where they see uh, their primary care providers or others you know, not nearly as frequently. And so pharmacists are more and more really playing really a whole care coordination role. You know, the, the big part of, you know, one phrase I've been using a lot this week and, and I've heard others it is, we're going to carve pharmacy back in. You know, pharmacy was kind of carved out of the benefit. It stands alone. That that sets up kind of some wrong incentives for a, a 
attack of total health care costs. Um, it's what has given birth, obviously, the PBM industry as they focus. And they're doing what their incentives are aligned to do. So now we've got some exciting things on the forefront with CMS's new uh, enhanced medication therapy management that they're going to start in 2017, um, where they're going to have some opportunity to benefit from lowering overall health care costs. So everybody in the pharmacy business now doesn't have to just focus on drug spend. and Because the reality is, any time any study's been done that shows what really lowers total health care costs, drug spending goes up. So you can't just press down that that piece of the uh, balloon and, and you know have it pop up somewhere else. I'm not sure that's a good analogy. No, that's it. fine. Yeah. That's fine. Well, you know what? I realized that I got ahead of myself because I was so anxious to get into the interview. So maybe we can back up a step and just tell our listeners about your background. Sure. Uh, I grew up in my father's corner drugstore in uh, Cass City, Michigan, rural rural Michigan. Um, uh, graduated from pharmacy school at Ferris State University in Big Rapids. Went straight from pharmacy school to graduate school, where I got my master's and PhD in pharmacy administration from the University of Texas at Austin. Um, but I came straight up here to the greater DC area, where I worked for the National Association of Chain Drug Stores for 16 years, uh, and then came over to NCPA, helped start up the. CCRX Part D plan and, and the company that uh, became Marixa for MTM. And then spent a couple of years, uh, for a little bit of time away from pharmacy, um, not away from healthcare, but away from pharmacy, where it really gave me uh, some really unique perspective that I think all of all of pharmacy really could use. And that is to uh, be exposed to the way the rest of healthcare talks, the way the rest of healthcare uh, the issues that they're concerned about, uh, and which probably 75% of them could be addressed by proper medication use. And so we know pharmacists could play a great role in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the first of 2013, I came back to NCPA um, into this current position in the strategic initiatives area. And I kind of describe my position here as diversifying revenue, both helping NCPA as an entity diversify its revenue, but also, and more importantly, helping members diversify their revenue. Good. Well, that's a cool title. I was just wondering what that was. I'm glad you explained that. Good. Sure. So, in your opinion, why do you think pharmacists are one of the most trusted professionals? I think it goes back to what I said in terms of that patients see them. Right, they they're in the store 35 times a year. You know, I think there's probably a lot of uh, legacy goodwill from when you know the pharmacist was doc, if you will, in town, and um, the pharmacist talking about pharmacists is helping them resolve problems. Uh, they see them. You know, nurses also do uh, score very well on that. And I think again, that's because they're those are the healthcare professionals that are touching patients, uh, caring for them, solving their problems. Um, it's pretty impressive to me that pharmacists maintain that in, in this era of delivering bad news. Oh, I'm sorry, Mrs. Smith, your medication's not covered or you're here too soon. It won't be paid for. You know, you can't refill it again until Friday or what have you. But, but yet, even though sometimes we're delivering that bad news relative to their pharmacy benefits, um, they know that we're there for them and we're, we're caring for them. And we're available to answer their questions. It doesn't cost you to you can go in and talk to a pharmacist. It doesn't cost you anything um, to, to get advice. And, and hopefully it's usually pretty good advice. 
You know, one of the things that I learned um, really when I got into healthcare, anytime I heard the, the term primary care, you know, person or physician or whatnot, I always just thought it was the doctor, didn't really have anything else other than, than to do with the doctor. Then once I started turning the pharmacy world and seeing what all a pharmacist does and all the knowledge that a pharmacist has, and you get into some of these rural communities out there where the pharmacist is the only professional that's out sure. there. And I just, you know, I, you said that and just kind of flash back. I, I, it's, you do a lot. Yeah, you really yeah, do a lot. They really do. Yeah. Well, Kurt, I'm not going to keep you here too long, but um, the question that I have for you is how do retailers embrace the specialty transition? And what I mean by that is pharmacies talk a lot about, you know, specialty and they hear about it on the news. It seems like it's this you know, new concept to a lot of the retailers. Some of them are like, well, this hasn't been news since I've seen this the whole time. You know, how how do they deal with that? Right. And that, I, that's a really important question, Ron, because specialty is such a, a, a lot. It's already a large uh, piece of the pie in terms of dollars and it's only going to grow. And so that we're, we're really pleased really in the last 12 to 18 months, there are better models out there for independent pharmacies to really get in this space. Now, some of our members got in it early, understood it early. Um, really put the investment in and have all the capabilities that they need from uh, being able to track adherence and data. And they have, if there might be cold storage or different storage requirements, uh, they can handle the prior approvals. They can, they can do the patient assistance programs and they know all of the different elements that go in to being a successful specialty pharmacy provider. And they're doing it all themselves. And, and they, they fought the battles for access to medication and access to those networks. But there, it, it, for those pharmacies that really haven't gone quite that far, uh, there are now companies out there that will help be the back room, if you will, and provide those services and, and kind of in a partnership so the independent pharmacists can be delivering the services, delivering the care, having the face-to-face -face with the patient, and documenting uh, in, in the systems that are needed to document the adherence. But yet on the back end, there's, there's support for the reporting that's needed back to the provider, back to the payer or to the manufacturer. Um, they can get some assistance on helping with the prior approval, with the patient assistance programs, get, you know, getting all that um, worked out so that the patient gets the medication. Uh, they know they'll be able to continue to get it. So, you know, companies like CloudScript and Aureus and even Diplomat Pharmacy, that's obviously a big publicly held especially pharmacy now also as a retail specialty network. So we actually had a big forum uh, in June back here in, in Alexandria focusing on specialty. Um, we had all those companies present and others and, and many of the wholesale distributors have got um, backroom kind of services for some of their customers. So there's lots of great ways that pharmacies can get in that space. And that's, that's what we feel our role is, is to make sure that pharmacies understand that each of those different um, models have a little different level of commitment. It's kind of what do you want to do? Um, do you want someone else who's on marketing your services for you? Are, are you prepared to hire and engage somebody to go? Because you've got it. You can't just set up shop and you know add specialty to the signage on your store, and all of a sudden that's what you are. You've got to go out. You got to work with the providers in your community. You got to let them know what you're doing. And sometimes pharmacies start with a 
with more of a niche. Maybe they pick one of the disease states that where there are good specialty meds and they really develop an expertise there and they understand the providers who are caring for those patients and, and writing those scripts. And so they get out and they have those conversations. Um, so that's one way to get into it. But there really are great options now for independent pharmacies to partner, to find the right kind of company that will support them in the way that they want to approach specialty. Well, you know, I was so excited. I was actually uh, at the uh, event in June uh, in Alexandria where you right. put on the specialty forum. Yeah. And I was like, wow, you know, when you, when you guys announced it, I was like, this is great that they're talking about this because this is really gave a lot of great information. And I think that from some of the conversations I've heard, well, some people are scared. They're thinking, well, can I do this? And, you know, with the information that you guys put out and what you just said, the answer seems, yeah. Uh, the answer absolutely is yes, yeah. they, they can do this. And, and just reiterate, there's, there's a company out there that will support you the way you need it. Uh, I'm pretty confident because there's these different models. And, you know, if you really want to be doing the lion's share of the work and just need something uh, less support on the back end, there are companies that will help with that. Others where um, uh, they'll do more of the work for you and you're just doing the face-to-face, -face, delivering the product, talking to the patient, making sure they know how to use it, et cetera, and, and helping keep them on that. Most importantly for all of this, and right goes beyond specialty, is, is adherence and making sure patients are taking medications that they need to be on. Absolutely. Well, this is the part where I ask you about your contact information in case any of our listeners need to get a hold of you. Sure. Uh, Kurt Proctor, I'm at NCPA. I hope folks know our website, ncpanet.org. Um, my email, you're happy to email me at kproctor at ncpanet.org. Um, but we're, we're there to help our members. And, and those of you, anybody who's listening who might not be a member, feel free to come join. We'll be happy to sign you up and get you part of the fold. Sounds great. Well, that was Kurt Proctor, Senior Vice President of Strategic Initiatives for NCPA. And I'm Ron Lanson, President of True North Political Solutions. If anyone has any questions for us offline, please feel free to email us at ronlanson3, um, I'm sorry, ronlanson3 at truenorthps, as in politicalsolutions.com, or you can follow us on Twitter at truenorth underscore ps. Thanks again. Thank you, Ron.